Alright, so... Let me, let me set the scene. You are four adventurers. <laughs> and oh, no. you were once in a tavern. Uh-huh. Uh, no, so I believe we left off with um, Felosial's units having crash-landed their ship at the base of one of the cliffs, leading in a uh, rickety carved uh, the sort of ramp up to the plateau upon which Macecore and Dresden and the army of the good is doing battle with all sorts of evil creatures, mostly of the undead variety. And Felosiel and her crew arrive after that has begun and have flanked a group of the undead. And now Macecore and Dresden uh, are engaged with a, a larger creature that formed up out of the remains of several vanquished hordes of zombies uh, and Felosio and Francis are also fighting one of those beasts. Did I miss anything? I don't uh, know Francis if... and Piper are getting killed. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that we're really flanking anyone, more of getting demolished by them. Yeah, so Felosio, like took some steps forward because she wanted to step up with Francis. But I'm still stuck with some zombies. But you're still... Yeah, you just stopped so they wouldn't get an opportunity attack but on you. But he was you. basically shaken like a dog toy. Yeah. Yeah, he was whipped and they nayed. Uh, wonderful. Okay. So that is the scene. Any comments or thoughts ahead of time? Hope it doesn't go badly for you. We have to save Piper. Alright, so... Yeah, Piper um, was tossing javelins thinking she was a boss, but she was like... Boink. Not quite like, getting them there. Yeah, it was like... Boink. So I believe one of the creatures that's actually being uh, attacked and beaten up a good bit is the one that's fighting Dresden and Macecore, and it's got Mario hanging off of its back, uh, sort of craning its neck back, and I think Draxar was attacking it. Lyle uh, has this called lightning storm that I think is still active, and Officer Jerry is there with you as well, Dresden and Macecore, and then the other of these large beasts charged across the plane. And they weren't really sure why the other one, like, sprinted away from them. Yeah, your group couldn't far. see what was going Yeah, so, and and just to describe for all of you, this entire plateau, even, even this map that we're looking at on Roll20, is sort of a less sizable, less detailed version of the real thing, in that this island is several hundred yards across or meters for the rest of our audience, several hundred meters in length. It's a fairly flat plateau with some steep cliffs that maybe drop 150 feet down into the water or onto jagged rocks at the base. Uh, So a pretty inhospitable spit of land with these bridges connecting it. And so as your push onto the island occurred, a bunch of other soldiers from your army and members of the cavalry of the hearth um, some of the dwarven units and a bunch of the NPCs that you know from your adventures are out on this plateau right now fighting these hordes of zombies and undead creatures. And there are just tons of them. So it's like a sea of writhing undead 
corporeal forms across this plateau. And so your little nests that you're fighting in, um, you know, there's not as much space around you as it might appear on these images. I just want to clarify that. It's sort of like in, in any of those movies, like Braveheart or whatever, like it's a huge battle, but around you, it's like you've got tiny, your own battle. Going it's on like there. a tiny yeah. mini battle going on. Yeah. So you can really only worry about what's happening in your corner. Right. 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 All right. So I believe that's where we were. And I want to say, I think we're back to the top then with Dresden. All righty. And to, so, to just, just to remind everybody of the scene here, logistically. Dresden is standing next to Officer Jerry and Mace Corps, while Mario, Draxar, and Lyle are engaged in close combat with this giant gray beast that stands probably 20 feet tall and has these massive muscular writhing arms, giant sharp teeth, and a set of six red eyes in its oddly shaped skull. Uh, It looks like uh, almost like a gorilla type shape but maybe even more disproportionately upper body strength. Uh, oh, you know what it actually kind of looks like? A Rancor. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, so that's uh, that's what you're dealing with. And it's your turn, Dresden. Take it away. Okay. So it's not going to be possible for me to hit it with another fireball with Mario hanging on. So I think... <laughs> not without immolating <laughs> three of your friends. <laughs> so I it's think... Worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Um, so I think what I want to try and do is I tried this last time. And it didn't work. Uh, but I want to try and use Thunder Wave to try and deal damage to him, but also like push him back. And maybe like in the act of pushing back, like Mario can jump off or something. I don't know. I'm just thinking trying to push yeah, him. Mario will get to make a save. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, trying to like push him away while also having him take some uh, Thunder damage. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. It. I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. It says, a wave of thunder, four sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw on a failed save. A creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. And on a, on a, on a successful save, they take half damage and they are not pushed. Oh, interesting. So it sounds like you have to be within 15 feet of your target on this one. Oh, uh, so I gotta move it, a little it bit. emanates from you. Okay. Um, so you can, you'll have to move a little closer if you yeah, want to. Yeah, can I move, like, to the side of him? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. And you can stay out of melee range if you want. Yes, I would like to do that. Okay. And I think as you run in that direction, you just casually knock over some of the zombies who lost their heads early <laughs> in the fight as they're just, like, flailing around. Definitely. I I hit them with, my like, the bottom of my staff, just, like, going through them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave in this direction uh, towards the creature and hope that Mario will jump off when if he gets a free moment. Excellent. I love it. Um, uh, okay, so it needs to make what kind of save? Uh, a constitution saving throw. It's got to be 18 Let's or higher. See. Oh, boy. Well, 19, I guess. That is a 26. God damn. Holy shit. Holy he's, shit. he's the most constitutional. He's the most. <laughs> uh, all right. He's an originalist. So wow. I'll roll 2d8 and he'll take half. All right. And I got to roll for Mario as oh, well, yeah. right? Uh, Mario got a 13. Well, whoops. Well, is on. Rut row. So is Mario pushed back? Like, is Mario pushed off him? God, you just shoved him into the horde of. Yeah, so I think that's what would happen, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Yikes. Okay. So. Automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect. So, all right. So he's going to fly off of the beast. Not too far. Just a little ways. Yeah. God, our uh, Patreon support is dead. <laughs> yeah, and then can you make the damage roll for me? It's only fitting sure. if Dresden kills our one supporter. <laughs> sure can. Here we go. 2d8. Oh, okay. Oh, what was it? Oh, God. What was it? Oh, it's only four damage. So the beast only takes two. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. That wasn't great. Yep. Uh, and I believe... Are you uh, are you still like the school of evocation? Yes. So you you I assume uh, can have that do less damage to Mario. Yes. Uh, in theory, I, it shouldn't affect him. It's either it should either not affect him or it should only be it should be half damage. So I think since he failed, he still takes half damage. Yeah. So Mario and the Beast both take two. Then. Got it. You've thunder waved. Ugh, I haven't done that. What That's does it a, look like? Uh, it's a very loud boom that comes from my body like a giant fart but it's not a fart it's a thunder cl- it's a thunder wave <laughs> <laughs> all right somebody else yeah it was flint excellent next up is which of these creatures the creature that is attacking francis no no not francis and it is going to attack francis it's going to use its multi attack one bite and two claw attacks that's a 22 on the bite, mm. a 12 on the claw, and a 15 on the claw. Now, don't let me ruin a good time, but wasn't Francis knocked prone? Oh, yeah, he should have advantage on those attacks, huh? Good call, good call. Whoops. <laughs> well, let's roll a couple more now. Uh, that doesn't help on the first one. The second one is now a 19. And Francis's armor class is only 14, so all three attacks are going to hit. And no. let's roll some beautiful damage. I'm sure damage. he's going to be fine. Alex, why are you trying to kill my dad? <laughs> I am your dad. I am Francis Fleetfoot. Didn't you know that was me the whole time? What? In, in Zoom? <laughs> You've been editing my voice recordings this oh whole time. Gosh. Oh my god. He's too young to die. He's only 700 years old. <laughs> or 400. Give or take a, a, a eon. <laughs> Full centuries. Oh my god, I rolled so many sixes on that. Uh, oh, uh, yikes. Francis is going to take a total of 47 damage <laughs> oh, on this hit. Shit. That is a lot of damage. Uh, Holy crap. A lot of damage. Alright, let me do the math on his sheet here. I need a degree in calculus for this one. <laughs> All right, Francis is not looking so good. Oh, Christ. He is decidedly looking bloodied by this creature, and it's sort of pounced upon him as that happens, so he's just, like, pinned down right now. Uh, Moving on. It's Francis's turn. That's fun. Hey. All right, Francis, let's see what you got. Francis is going to... Stand up to this thing, and he is going to cough up some blood. Yeah, he uh, Francis does that cool thing where he turns and spits some blood out of his mouth with his broken teeth and his broken <laughs> nose, and then he looks up at the thing and says, "That all you got?" <laughs> and then he is going to wait. Alex has to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says, "Is is that all you got?" <laughs> and then he is going to. 
take his long sword. Actually, you know what? No, he's going to use his glaive. So he's got a like a sweet, it's essentially a pole arm, like a long blade at the end of a pole. And he's going to try to stab this thing in the belly a bunch of times with it. Nice. So he makes one attack. That's a 22. That's pretty good. All right. That's a Holy critical shit. success on the second hit wow, with the glaive. Yeah. A 31. Oh, yes. And a 29 Holy on the third. Shit. Those wow. are some nice All three rolls. will hit. Let's roll some damage. All right. And the damage is going to be 47 damage right to this thing's gut. And he is going to action surge and hit it again. That's a 17. That's not going to hit. So he gets three hits, uses an action surge, misses on this final attempt. But the beast stumbles back just a touch and lets him stand back up onto his feet. And he staggers just a bit as he does so. But he has taken a chunk of this thing with him. What was the damage on that thing? 47. The total? 47? Excellent. Papa. Papa. <laughs> well, he really did it. Uh, the, the beast... This beast is looking bloodied. <gasps> Though you can't really tell if it has blood, but it looks it looks pretty torn up at this point. Next up is Macecore Isirian. Do we know what these are? Um, do we know what these are? Are they, like, uh, weak against... Are they weak against lightning? Do we know? Uh, do you have no way of knowing? Can I do a history check and see if I know that? Um, I feel like for you as a ranger, you could just roll an investigation. All right. If you want to sort of size up your opponent. And nature would be intelligence, too. Yeah, nature could be fine Um, if this is a natural creature. Mm. It seems unnatural mm. to me, doesn't it? All right. Well, I got a four, so I clearly have Necromancy no... Necromancy <laughs> is a pathway to powers that some... Consider to be unnatural. 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 Um, well, I got a, um, I got a four, so... You've <laughs> never seen anything like this yeah. in your life. So. <laughs> it's scary, though. That, that sounds right. I really want to save... I feel like I can see pe- beings... Right, I can see kind of like non, non zombie creatures, non like crazy creatures like battling on the other side, like the other side of yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I see like, you know, Fran- I Fran- I don't know what Francis, but I see someone getting like flailed around and stuff. So I really want to try and go over and help him. Yeah, I think that's fine. Maybe your assessment here is that you've got a bunch of your people right here with this one creature, and you don't see many. Helping out with the other one that peeled off. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So I have a speed of 30, so I guess I can only move 30, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can get closer. I'm going to get closer, and then... You know what? I'm just going to shoot a couple of arrows at it, and we're going to go right. that. 28. That's going to hit. And 20. That'll hit, too. Okay, so I'm going to add an extra 3 because um, of my... My ranger characteristic on, um, it's called Foe Slayer. I get to use my wisdom modifier on the roll or the damage. So I'm going to add three damage to this. So nice. I guess I didn't do that much damage. Um, but I'm going to do 15 piercing and another 18 piercing, five freezing, plus three, so 27. 27 damage. I love it. Yeah, that's a lot. That is helpful. Uh, the creature stays on its feet, but your arrows pierce deep into it, 
and leave some frozen pieces of rotting flesh on its back as they sink into it. And that's that's my turn. All right. Lyle's up. And Lyle is going to continue his concentration spell and call some motherfucking lightning on this bitch. Yeah. Haha. Do it, Lyle. Do it. Um, Lyle calls lightning down twice on this thing, and it needs to make a dexterity saving throw, which it does. So it'll take half damage on 18 lightning damage, and that is going to be 9 damage, and it sizzles a little bit. Lyle is also going to try to slowly back away a little bit as he does that. Uh, which I think would open him up to an opportunity attack, unfortunately. So we'll we'll make that, see if he gets hit. Uh, yep, that's going to hit 23 on a slash with the claws. And Lyle is going to take 8 damage. And I think he has to make a constitution saving throw to maintain his concentration through that. Mm-hmm. That has to be higher than, uh, which must be higher than his, than the damage he just took. So let's find out. Oh, Nine. Just stuck oh, it in there. Barely. <laughs> All right. So he maintains his concentration. Minute. Next up is Piper. Do something good, Piper. Do something please. good. You're surrounded by dead people. <laughs> um. All right. Piper has not taken much damage, but can she take much damage? That's the question. Piper is going to take a sword off of her belt, and it's it's like a long, thin sword, built. For a small child, potentially, but because she's a a bird, it's about as heavy as she can go, and she is going to use more of a dirk. Yeah, she's going to use both hands to try to swing it and take out one of the zombies on her flank, and she gets a twenty. That'll hit. That's pretty good. Let's roll some damage with eleven slashing damage. Wow, that's a sharp sword. And that is enough to slay this zombie so she swings it down and she sort of jumps and flaps her vestigial wings and uses her momentum to swing down on this thing and just cleanly slice it in half nice and look at her go she gets another attack so she's gonna turn and attack another zombie on her left all right, second attack for Piper, two-handed it's a critical hit what a little sandpiper let's go Piper let's go that's going to be 15 slashing, which is going to be plenty to slay another zombie. Wow. And she's on a roll now. She turns, and without even looking, she swings her two-handed sword behind her as another zombie approaches, and she cuts its torso cleanly from its bottom half. Oh Holy and shit. And she k- Love it. kicks its legs over as they keep trying to walk. Piper's a murderer. <laughs> Love it. Velocio, you would hear this. You're near her. She says, I think I'm getting the hang of this. This is just like in that game we played on the island. Yeah, you're you're doing real good. Hmm. Stay near me. I'll, I'll get a little closer. Thanks, Piper. I got you. I got your six. Okay, and I have your six. All right. Next up is the creature near Dresden, and that creature Mario got knocked off of its back. Dresden hit it with a thunder wave. Draxar is still standing right in front of it, and it is going to turn its attention to Dresden. Uh-oh. It's going to turn towards you after your what sounded like and smelled like a massive fart, but <laughs> technically wasn't. And it attacks you with its three attacks with a bite, a claw, and a claw. First bite is a 22. Oh, 
The claw is a 12. That'll miss. And a 23. <laughs> I'll hit two. On the bite, you take 13 piercing damage. Ouch. And on the claw, you only take 7 slashing damage. So 20 total. Sounds about right. Next is Mario. And he gets up and dusts himself off after being knocked off the back of this beast. And uh, he turns toward the creature and he says, I think it's a time to a level up. And Mario is going to take out a small glass vial that is shaped a little bit like a fungus, like <laughs> some kind of mushroom. <laughs> and he is going to pull the cap off and chug what is inside. What he has just chugged is a potion of giant strength. Oh, nice. And so his strength rating changes for one hour, and he has the hill giant type of uh, strength potion, so his strength goes up to 21 for the next hour, and he grows a bit in size, about doubles his size, and wow. it makes a weird, like, bloop, bloop, bloop kind of noise. <laughs> and he turns toward the beast's and runs toward it, and he's going to make a couple of unarmed strikes and try to just, like, punch it. Yeah, just wail punch it on good. this guy. <laughs> it's a me, Mario! <laughs> uh, that is a 27 and a 24. Both of those are going to hit. It's big body shots. Yeah, we're going to add some uh, extra damage for his extra strength here. Extra strength Tylenol. Oh, what a roll! That wasn't as good, but he's going to do 27 damage on a couple of great punches to this thing's kidneys, or where yeah. it would have kidneys. Wow. This creature is now looking a little worse for wear as well. Finally, Officer Jerry's turn. Finish him. And Jerry is going to take from his back a silver-colored clipboard. <laughs> And he takes a moment where he gathers his strength and he takes a deep breath and you see him look at the clipboard and then he raises his eyes and looks in the direction of the creature and says, sorry, you're not on the list. <laughs> and yes! he charges He charges toward the creature to make a two-handed clipboard attack with his mithril clipboard. Yes, get him. Holy shit. That is a gnat motherfucking Let's 20. Go. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's a 20. Let's roll a second attack, too. An 18, that's going to hit, too. Um, well, with his modifier, so he's got a 24 on that. Uh, all right, let's roll some damage. Extra clipboard damage. <laughs> Jerry is going to do 15 bludgeoning damage to the creature. Nice. And it is now surrounded on all sides by the four of you. And Lyle is just hurling thunderbolts or uh, lightning bolts at it from the sky. Let's head back over to Felosio. Um, Is me using a bead an action or a bonus action? We'll call it a bonus action. Okay. And then is it, are there uh, creatures within range for an opportunity attack or are they far enough away? Uh, you had just pushed your way through some zombies and I think they're still right on okay. you. All right. I'm going to pull a bead off as my first thing and throw it all right and let me just uh let's do a quick disclaimer for those of you who have been listening for a long time you may remember years ago 
Velocio got an item <laughs> from Orlin in Termic, the first city that we visited, and the, her item was a, a necklace of beads of random helpfulness, and when she removes a bead and throws it on the ground, it breaks open and becomes something, quote, useful. This can range from everyday items to magical one-use weapons. So that is what we're doing here. She's used, I think, five of them over the six of them over the course uh, of the adventure. Five. One was used in a repeat scenario in Qual College. Okay, right. So that's where we are. God, I hope it's a raft again. Roll me a D10 if you would. And I'm gonna throw it at whatever zombie is like on me to kind of try to get away from it potentially. All right, I like it. A five. Good roll. Good roll. Great roll. Right. All right. Good, Good answer. Good answer. And where where are you aiming it? At the zombie? Like, what part uh, of him? Probably just, like, torso, stomach area. All right. You take this small wooden bead and toss it at the zombie that's about four feet away from you, and it hits it in the chest, torso region, and immediately becomes a literal kitchen sink. Yes. <laughs> it's a large farmhouse-style sink with a working tap, despite the fact that it's not plumbed in. And it's quite heavy, made of some sort of ceramic material. Uh, heavy enough to knock the zombie prone and pin it to the ground. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. I was hoping it was going to be like a, a keg of ale and just squish it. I mean, pretty but close. Kitchen sink is pretty close. We're throwing everything and the kitchen sink at this point. Oh, wow. Um, excellent. Does that free me up or is there still one too close? Yeah, that takes the one that's on you off of you, I think. Okay. I will run over to Francis then. I still have Flame Blade going. Nice. And we'll hit for three attacks on Flame Blade. Hell yeah, you will. 19. Oh, God. Another 19. Ugh. And a 17. Bad rolls. Bad rolls. First two are going to hit, though. Whew. Uh, so that is 3d6 fire damage for each of those. So. Are you shitting me? How do you even roll that? <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Uh, three points of damage on the first one, getting three ones, and then 13 on the second, so 16 fire damage total. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen that many red numbers in a row. Holy shit. All right, only good rolls from now on, I'm sure, (laughs) statistically speaking. All right, with that, you slash at this thing, and one of its arms is now on fire. So it's going to take some damage on its turn for being on fire. And it's looking pretty bad, but it's still on Excellent. its feet. Um, and assuming I had the space to maneuver, I want to get between Francis and this thing. All right. I like it. As you hit it, it's going to use Bloody Rampage. When it takes damage, it makes one claw attack against a random creature within its reach other than its master. Uh, it's going to claw at you for a 21. Uh, that will hit. All right. You take 12 slashing damage. Ouch. Luckily, you weren't prone. Yeah. Ow. Ow. Dang, these things are definitely uh, powerful. I'll say. Yeah, as they should be. Yeah. Damn right. Okay. Uh, We're back to the bottom of the order here with Draxar. And I don't remember what Draxar did last time. Uh, He's got a big old sword. And he's going to swing it at the creature right in front of him. He likes to wield it. For a few attacks. 
Uh, he's got a 20, a 20, and a 9. So two hits nice. for Draxar, the beastly dragon. And he is going to roll some damage. Motherfucking damage. Oh my god. Wow. Two, 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 and three. Jesus. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> so that's nine slashing damage that he does. Not great. That brings us back to Dresden. Oh, right. this creature has just attacked you, what do you do? Uh, so I'm going to use my uh, second spell master, or uh, yeah, spell mastery spell, and I'm going to cast uh, Scorching Ray. So it says, um, you create three rays of fire and hurl them at a target within range. You can hurl them at, at, at one target or several, make a range spell attack for each ray on a hit. Target takes 2d6 fire damage. Uh, so I want to hurl all three of them right at him. Let's see. Range spell attacks within five. Feet. Well, can, can I move away? Like before I do that, like move a little further away. So you would have disadvantage on the attack if you are within five feet. So, yeah. um, so I would like to. You would need to back up. Yeah. Well, about. Which will take open you to a claw attack. Ah, well. You're tanky. Do it anyway. Do it anyways. All right. I'm going to try and back up a little bit. All right. It gets a, a 19 on its uh, claw that attempt. That will hit. You're going to take 14 slashing damage Holy as you shit, back away. Wow. That is, that is not <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that's some that early morning stuff right not... there. You said 14? Yeah. It's all right. Dresden the tank can take it. <laughs> Dresden the tankiest wizard. <laughs> all right. So I'm about 15 feet away now. Um, all right, and I'm going to hurl all three of them right at him. All right, I love it. 23. There we go, that hits. 20. That's going to hit two. And, oh, natural 20. Oh! Ooh. That's going to hit yeah. as well. So that'll be, is that 30? 30 fire damage? Yeah. 30 damage, wow, yep. Wow. And that... Just like Felosio just set the other creature on fire, this one's arm catches on fire as you do this, and it is going to lash out with its bloody rampage ability, and it is going to slash its claws, flailing behind its back at Mario with a 23. That's going to hit. And he takes 17 slashing damage. <laughs> that's a lot of damage. Good thing he leveled up. <laughs> it's time Seriously. to level up. He's now... Fox it's a he, Mar a Mario. Fox Mario? Oh, yeah. He's Flying flower, raccoon. Flower power. He's got the yellow cape. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or whatever time you're listening to this. It's me, Keegan, your Felocial, here with your mid-roll announcements. If you're enjoying our show, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more listeners like yourselves. Just take a moment and stop on over whatever podcatcher you're listening on and see if there's a place to leave a five-star rating and a review. Another great way to share our show is by word of mouth. If you're enjoying this show, maybe one of your friends would too, so why not suggest it to them? Word of mouth is one of the best ways for our podcast to grow. 
And if you have a moment, check out our show notes and follow the link to our Patreon at patreon.com slash this is how we roll. Over on our Patreon, you're going to find hours of extra content, including side campaigns, cut content, maps, and more. We even have a session of the quiet year over there. So head on over and check it out. And thank you to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. Your monetary support helps us cover the fees that it takes to produce this podcast. Thank you so much. And that's all I've got for you this week. So now, let's get back to the episode. That's Dresden. Now we're on the creature next to Felosiol. And it is going to slash at you and bite at you. Rah, rah, give him hell. That's a 22 on the bite. That'll hit. And oh, um, oh, that's 20 on the claw. Oh, fuck. Ouch. The bite is going to do 23 piercing damage. Christ. And the claw does 27 slashing. God. So that's a round oh, 50. They're they just uh, fucking us 50. up. Oh my god. No, I, I meant it was a, a round, like a oh. space round 50. A yeah, yeah, for round sure, for sure. 50. Ouch. Oh, and it's going to take, um, let's say, 2d6 fire damage, since its arm is still on fire. It's still alive. Do I need to make any saves being knocked over? Uh, yeah, make a strength saving throw or be knocked prone by that bite attack. 26. You save, so Ooh. no additional bludgeoning damage. Just blood pouring out of me. <laughs> yeah, you're getting slashed to the ribbons. Toothy divots. <laughs> Next up is Francis, who sees you taking this damage and is appalled. And he is going to... Father... He's crippled. Help me. Help me. me. (laughs) He is going to, this time he pulls out his longsword, and he is just going to launch himself at this thing's chest. And that is a 20, a 23, and a 25. All three are going to hit. Francis coming in with the hits. For a total of 30 slashing damage. Hell yeah. Francis. And Francis, so Felosial, you get bitten and slashed you're stunned for just a moment and as soon as the creature slashes its arm through you the flames blind you for a second and then before you can even see him move you see francis swinging himself up onto the creature's elbow by one hand by grabbing onto its forearm as it slashes at you and he takes his long sword and sticks it into its chest to which it responds by looking down slightly. He pulls the sword out and sticks it straight up through its skull. Ooh, nice. And then he yanks it forward, cutting its head in half. Finally. And the creature collapses to the ground. Finally. Holy and shit. And it is vanquished. That is a dead critter. This was supposed to be the easy island. <laughs> yeah, right. Next up is Mace Core. Um, Do we know, is the other one, did you say it was bloodied yet? Or the one that's remaining? Yes, it is. Is Mace Core kind of standing between the two groups now? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I feel like I don't. I can't see who the people are, but I see like it kind of go down, like in the distance. So yeah, it collapses down. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna use a homebrew item too as a bonus action. Yeah. I'm gonna use the ballot harvester ale. <laughs> oh my <laughs> <Okay>. god. 
That's a throwback to the that's from that's from the election. From, Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, election in 2020. Yep, yep. That's a long time ago. Uh, which is wow. when consumed as an action or bonus action. I may I may dump one t d10 votes. I'm assuming it's one d10 roll onto any attacking or saving throw. I also go deaf for one turn and cannot hear my surroundings. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. That's hilarious. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna love use that. that. And All right. um, hopefully that will put it over the edge. Um, I was looking at, since I feel like this one's almost dead, I should save my other stuff for whatever comes next. So, going to shoot it. A 30. I feel like that's going to yep. hit. Holy shit. And a 22. That'll, that'll hit. Um, I'm going to add my three onto the attack. So right now we have uh, 17 piercing and seven freezing. So um, That's uh, – why don't we uh, have you describe how you murder the beast? Yeah. Hell yeah. I got to add the detail. Hell yeah. Okay, two. All right. <laughs> um, well, I – Just adding insult to injury. Um, I reach in my, my satchel and I, I grab the, the beer and I – it's expired. You can totally tell that it's like not good. And it tastes I tastes like aluminum. <laughs> yeah, questionable. I say, Bottoms up, and I chug it down. Um, and everything kind of goes silent for me because I see stuff happening in the distance, and I go silent. And I take two bows, and now that everything's silent, I can concentrate, and I shoot it right through its head. Heck yeah! Awesome, nice. And it goes cleanly through. And hits a zombie behind it and kills it as well. Nice. Oh. Nice. And the beast drops to the ground toward Jerry and Draxar, both of whom just step back out of its way as it collapses. And Jerry looks down at his list and says, I told you, you were on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. We are out of initiative for the moment. Taking stock, your your squads in your little uh, quadrants here, you kind of regather your strength. Um, shoring up your positions, taking stock of how injured folks are. Um, does anyone want to take any actions in terms of like healing people up or anything uh, right now? Are we continuing with this squad? Like, are they still in play at the moment? Yeah. How, how does Francis look? Francis looks like hell. He's lost a lot of blood. He and you know just for for sake of gameplay, he's at fifty seven out of one hundred and fifty five hit points. Ooh. About a third. So Piper Piper actually sees how he's looking and comes over and she lays her hands on his shoulders and she is going to use her lay on hands. Heck yeah! Is she a paladin? She is a paladin. Oh, oh badass! She uh, she learned a lot from her former hero. During the time that she was searching for Philosial nice. and gathering the bla- the Brotherhood of the Blade of Umberly. And so she, uh, she's she got a few tricks up her sleeve now. So she uses... Who's her hero? Uh, it was the large orc paladin who saved her when she was a child. Oh. oh, shit. I didn't make that connection, actually. I just thought it was a different orc. And so she has 35 hit points worth, uh, and she's going to use all of them for Francis. Wow. What a gal. How selfless. And so that is going to put him up to 92. Can you you lay on hands on yourself? You can. You just touch yourself on the forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Or or another place. (laughs) But God will judge Um, you if you do. So be careful. That's right. And uh, and so Francis uh, thanks her. And 
The rest of the Brotherhood are continuing to slash up zombies, but the momentum seems to have shifted a bit on the whole plateau as you see several of the other folks that you know pushing forward in other parts of the plateau. Ivy and Juniper have a whole unit of cavalry that are sweeping around the back of these zombie hordes now and pushing back toward you as foot soldiers in dwarven shining armor push forward and the folks from Call College are hurling fireballs and other spells into these hordes of zombies on the far side of the plateau from you. And so it's the night sky is lit up by their spells, and it seems at the moment that things have shifted. I wanted to investigate the arrows that went into the back of that monster we were fighting at some point, because I don't think I saw Mace Core. Oh, okay. Make an investigation for me. Yeah, this thing falls down and has... A couple of familiar-looking arrows sticking out of it. A couple of suspicious arrows. <laughs> do uh, do it with advantage. You've known him for a long time. Uh, 19. Yeah, you definitely know it's a Mace Core Isirian special. So I think knowing that, if Francis and whoever is coming with us, like, it seems like the Brotherhood is kind of pushing forward with these other people, and so maybe I'll bring Piper if she's hanging with us, and I want to head... In the direction of... In that direction? Yeah, where I think the arrows came from. Awesome. And it doesn't take you long wading through the muck and mire of dead zombie bodies, and uh, you do see some fallen soldiers from your side as well along the way, and you find your way back toward the center of the platform, and sure enough, you catch a sight that you weren't sure you would ever see again. You see Macecore and Dresden talking, standing next to one of these dead behemoth creatures. Ma- Macecore and Dresden Dresden Jan- Dresden Um, am I still deaf? Or am I partially deaf? <laughs> I think it was one round, right? Yeah, you have like, uh, when the when the battle wraps up and the creature falls, you have like that, that Saving Private Ryan scene uh-huh. moment where you're just like seeing the battlefield with your ears ringing and not hearing it. And you watch as one of the dragonborn soldiers walks forward looking for his severed arm. And he picks it up. And just as he picks it up, he gets hit by some sort of dark spell and collapses. And then you're hearing returns. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Dresden, do you hear that? Uh, And Felosio continues, like, coming up to you guys. Is, is that? Hey, fellas. It's me, Piper. Piper! Felosio's here, too. Wait, Felosio's alive, Piper? You're here? Sure am. Oh, my God. Oh, it's really good to see you guys. Um, I hug Piper. Oh, I want to hug Piper, too. But I'm not sure she knows who I am, because I've changed. (laughs) So... Oh, did she never know you? I don't think uh, she did. uh, I I think she... I feel like she recognizes you well enough, though. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um... What? How? What? What's? What's going on here? We just sailed in, and you guys. Wait, where's Flint? Oh my God, Velocio! And I go and tackle Velocio with a hug. Awesome. Oh my God, you're still alive. Look, uh, he he's now Dresden. Dresden, come here. Velocio, it is so good to see you. I didn't think you would. You were. How are you alive? It's it's a long story, but. Where's Flint? And we need to keep pressing on, I think. It seems like we might be winning. Whatever. 
How long has this been going on? In in the middle of this, Dresden's gonna do one of those like awkward like hugs, like in Step Brothers, with like like awkward punching or like trying yes yes well like trying to 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 give a hug he's gonna be really awkward about it that's funny (laughs) nice we 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 haven't seen flint in since well since he he left he he left us and he was i think very upset about your death and uh, we haven't seen him since yeah, he 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 left us. He left us, Felucia, when he thought you were dead. Uh, we never thought that though. But well, um, we don't know. He took the yeah, as as Dresden said, he took took the hammer. Felucia looks more towards Macecore, and just says, "Do we need to keep pushing on now? It seems like we haven't won yet. And where's Zargon? Is he here?" Uh, we believe he's all the way at the end of this chain of islands. Um, but we probably still need to be pushing on, but we probably need to regroup as I kind of survey and see, you know, people all doing their own thing. Um, uh, but we, we probably should keep the momentum. We we also have real dragons, but I think they do too. Like, you remember the white dragon in Call College? Yes. Like, we have allies who are real, like, big dragons, but I don't think we're alone here. So. You- did you talk to the dragons again? Oh, yeah. Well, I got to tell you the whole story. Also, I have my, my sister's here, too. Her name is Yara. So as you are relaying the details of your journeys to one another and the battle is continuing further into the plateau, I don't think you notice, but there's been a, a shift. And as the first zombies that you slayed seemed to... Almost magnetically, their remains were drawn to points that formed these gray creatures. You now see that these larger dead creatures are also starting to shift their positions and dissolve and move across the flat stone surface of this plateau. Oh, God. Into the dark. As that happens, you see several points between you and many of your allies where these fleshy materials are convalescing and forming into large mountainous piles once again. And you watch as several similar-looking gray creatures materialize in the plain between you and most of the other armies of the good. And things do not look very good. Oh, fuck. Let's take a quick trip to the airship. Hey, that's me! Flint! The inventor has been pushing the pace of this airship as much as possible, knowing that the battle may already have started. You may even be too late by the time you get there. And I think the inventor is invested for a number of reasons, but also because he can see that you are deeply invested in this. And so you're moving at the fastest speed that you felt this airship move the entire time that you've been on it. The wind is whipping your face and you've got a number of people with you. Sony, I think, uh... Jorma's on there, I know that. Jorma is on there with some crocodiles that everyone was very... That's right. ...sort of hesitant about. Yeah, um, yeah, and, uh, so it's it's mostly... Fletcher. ...you all. <laughs> Who's Fl- oh, Fletcher is, uh, Stoney's assistant, right? Oh, yeah! <laughs> um, so, alright, so, you and Stoney are standing, looking off the bow of the ship, watching as you can start to see light on the horizon, because you've been flying into a storm. And the inventor is keeping the airship below the clouds, 
but chugging north as fast as he can, you can see the glow from a volcano. And as you get closer and closer, you can start to hear distant sounds of battle. Stony has come up with a plan. Oh, fuck. And <laughs> you don't necessarily love the plan, but it's a plan nonetheless. And uh, I'm going to say that you're going to go with it. Sure. For now. Stony's always the man with the plan. He's the man with the plan. As, as the airship approaches the first island, you can make out a great battle happening below. And the sound of the organ on the airship can be heard. Flint, my friend, I wouldn't miss this for the world. I spent my life searching for you, dude. Searching for meaning and never caring much about anyone or anything. But when I saw your face again, I felt something I haven't felt in centuries. I love you, man. We'll meet again, I promise, in this world or the next one. Alright, those of you on the ground, you watch as an airship can be seen on the horizon and you hear it approaching you can hear the music on the air and it approaches the first island nearer and nearer just as these five massive gray creatures form up in front of you and turn to face you the airship reaches the island and you watch what appears to be a dwarf a dwarven rogue that's me swings down on a rope and lands on the platform right in front of the five gray creatures. And this dwarf immediately lights a pair of flares, one in each hand, and the creature's sight is drawn immediately toward them. You watch as this this person runs and darts between them expertly. Uh, a little bit of a heftier person, but, but surprisingly agile. And dodges through them and takes off for the far corner of the plateau. These creatures follow. They pursue with a madness this bright light in front of them. You watch several of them follow this person off the edge of the cliff and they plummet, not to be seen no. again. Oh my god! Oh my god. Well, it was good while it lasted. Easy come, easy go, guys. So neat. <laughs> a pair of the creatures stop before plummeting off the edge, and they turn back toward you. One of them is suddenly hit by a massive bolt of energy launched from the front of the inventor's airship, and it stops it dead in its tracks. And you watch as its flesh melts away, and the large piles of bones that made it up dissolve to dust, and it disappears. The last creature is charging toward you and your group when a second figure swings down on a rope from the airship and lands on its back, wielding a shining dagger, and Flint has entered the initiative. Oh, oh man! <laughs> That's me! You just watched your best friend <laughs> jump off no, a cliff. No, okay, hang on. We don't know anything about that. Also, uh, I just want to point out that... Um, being a level 20 thief in any combat, I get two turns on the first round, so... Oh, hell yeah. No, you're about to fuck this guy up. We'll just take that. We'll just take that into consideration. Alright, it's your turn, Flint. It's my turn! What do you do? I never thought it would come to this. 
I really thought <laughs> I'd be on a beach somewhere, sipping whatever the dwarf equivalent of a mojito is. It's a mojito. But, yeah, it's a, it's a mojito. <laughs> it's just tinier. God, I think that there has to just be an overwhelming sort of... Am I, did I sneak up on this guy at all? Yeah, oh, this is definitely a sneak attack. I'm gonna take this hammer, and it's the biggest, shiniest hammer. It's the shiniest thing I've ever wanted in my life. And I'm gonna sneak up to this thing, and I want to hit it right in the back of the knee. <laughs> All right, I love it. And that's a crit fail. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! However, uh, wait. However, I was gonna say, don't how, you have something that however, allows you to? However, <laughs> we've got something for this. There's a that. contingency. At 20th level, you have an uncanny knack for succeeding when you need to, because I don't want to look <laughs> foolish right now. If your attack misses a target within range, you can turn the miss into a hit. And I'd like to go ahead and use that right now once per long or short rest. Uh, we'll go ahead and just wash that away, turn it into a hit. I love it. Okay, so that's going to turn into a hit, which was love it. 11 bludgeoning damage. But let's not forget... I get 10d6 sneak attack damage. Damn. So not bad. We can't even fit that many, so we'll do that. Okay. It's 18 and 15 for a whopping 33. Nice. 33 plus 11 is 43, 44. So that's 44 Gaia Hammer bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Nice. And I think I'm going to give you one bonus effect here, which is that the creature stumbles because you catch it on the leg as it was snucked upon. So it is now prone. Heck yeah. And that is going to give everyone else enough time to react before the creature can right itself. Uh, What's, uh, and you can go in whatever order here, but if anybody else wants to do something, go ahead and do it. Lyle is still concentrating, so he is gonna. <laughs> He's he sitting there concentrating <laughs> the whole time. So he casts Call Lightning, and is going to hit it with a lightning bolt for forty-one lightning damage. Oh my god! Well, how much did you do, Flint? Forty-four. Oh wow. Okay, so we're doing well on this. It's not bloodied, but it's not looking happy. Uh, so Flint, you whack this thing, and you hop off, and it falls on its face, and just as that happens, a massive bolt of lightning comes from the sky and hits it. I think as I do that, I'll look at the hammer like, fuck, I didn't know this thing had lightning. <laughs> <laughs> like, did I do that? I'm the god of thunder. How close are we to it? Mm, good question. Uh, about 30 feet away. Okay. Or like One as, turn away. As the airship started flying, and we stopped our conversation and just started to run towards... Yeah. Location. I was just going to cast a fireball at uh, this guy. <laughs> Welcome oh, back, Flint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Flint. <laughs> All right, here we go. Spell save is 18. It's prone, so it's going to have disadvantage on that. That's a 10. That's a fail. Oh, that was not going to... Hold on. So it's a 20-foot radius sphere, so couldn't I conjure it to just miss Flint? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like I'm, I'm, Are I'm, I'm going to do. Is Dresden going to do that? Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, well. He's got his soul back. He's not as pissed about stuff now. <laughs> yeah, he's not as emo. Uh, let's see. So it's a 20-foot radius sphere? Yeah. 
That's pretty big. Let's see. The creature fails the save. All right. Um, I'm going to do something quick. What's the spell save? 18. 18. Okay, and you're... With your evocation, you can make it so that any allies you see only have to, like... Uh, they take half damage anyways, right? Yes. Okay. So, but I don't think anyone's in that sphere. Maybe, like, Piper is a little... Yeah. <laughs> uh, roll that damage for All me, All right, then. eight D6s. So we'll go four and four. So that's 19 plus 16. Damn. That's 36. Holy no, shit. No, 35, right? Yeah. 35, Holy nice. When you do that, uh, Flint, can you give me a perception check, please? Uh, it's a 29. I'm guessing I'm perceiving that I also don't have firepower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you do perceive that. But what you also perceive is you see someone or something catch on fire inside of this flame that you couldn't see before it hit. Is it, well, who did it look like? <laughs> uh, it looked like a portly dwarven gentleman. <laughs> oh, <no>! What? <laughs> portly. Uh, and and as that happens, Stony removes the gloves that you gave him and reappears oh, no. as the fireball singes him pretty bad. Oh no! Stony, yeah. drop and roll, drop and roll. Yeah, and he does. He takes off his outer cloak and like throws it down because it's on fire. And Stony is back. Hey, he yes, used baby. his he used his roguish trickery to escape the creatures. Heck yeah! And it worked beautifully. All oh, right. Phew. Um, so is the ground and this monster on fire right now? Let's see. It's an explosion of flame. I don't know that it lasts. It ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't worn or, or carried. There's not really anything but rock, so yeah. it just kind of blooms, catches Stony and the creature on fire, and then dissipates. Um, Felocio looks over at Francis and Piper and kind of looks at them and then goes, Ah! And starts charging in with her flame sword. All right, Piper is following, and Francis is as well, as is Mario. I'm going to also charge in, too, with my my sword. All right, everybody roll your attacks on this prone creature with advantage. This is starting to seem like we're the bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) Are we the baddies? Uh, So a 17 plus 11 for my first one, so a 28, uh, 29, and a 28. 29. Those will all hit. Uh, Flame Blade is still going, by the way. Piper rolls two attacks and hits on one. Uh, Francis is going to roll three attacks and he hits on two. Ooh, natural 20. Oh, yes. <laughs> Matt, coming through. And I'm with also going to add in a three in there. So. Oh, I've damn. Got All right. 31 fire damage from Felocial. So what do I have? Uh, wow. Okay. God, Eight, this, 16. This creature. This creature's ass has never been. Yeah, so why don't whipped. you work work as a group and tell me how it looks when this creature dies? What are you hitting with, Matt? Uh, my my bow is also a sword. Yeah, so it's laying down. Yeah, and it's on fire. I think all of us should jump at the same time and like all drive our daggers in at the same time. Mm. Yeah, no, I Felosia was probably just gonna hack, but if it seems like everyone else is coordinated, she's probably on the same page with them. Like we all like he's on fire and then we all jump through the fire all at the same time with like our swords and like oh, anime style our head. Yeah, through the and fire. Just all like in a different oh, part I love of the body. They're, you're just like silhouetted in the fire for yeah, a second. We all just hit him somewhere all right. somewhere different. Yeah. I wanna insert something here. Do it. That's what she said. Everyone <laughs> is like looking down, putting their 
pointy objects inside of the fleshy bits of this gray guy. It's dead. It's not moving. <laughs> and they look up and they see a, a dwarf torso, legs and torso. He's leaning on the, the head of the hammer is on the ground. He's leaning on it like a cane, kind of. And there's just a puff of smoke in in his face. You can't see his face. And I take an inhale of a random cigar. <laughs> yeah. and, I blow, and I blow the smoke and say, I'm back, guys! Hey, I'm back! What is... Oh, what's boy. The random cigar? Right. What's the effect of the random cigar? <laughs> All right, roll a uh, d10 for me. Yes! It's a two! That's good, right? Mm, like golf. Probably. Oh, my God. All right, that is a putrid, stanky cigar. <laughs> oh, no. no! And this cigar gives off a super skunky smell and wafts through the air and causes all who smell it to temporarily lose their wisdom <laughs> and also all of their stresses. Oh, interesting. Enemy creatures must make a DC 12 constitution saving throw or they will be stoned, requiring them to either uh-huh. find some sick munchies and chow down or find a stereo to listen to the dark side of the moon before they can rejoin the fray. Oh, God. Wow. Jeez. Wow, we're all like pretty relaxed now, I guess. Yeah, how long? To, uh, and I, yeah, I'd say that if you want to uh, kind of get like a single use on that at some point, that would be fine. Sure. And you could say, put it out. Yeah, I was just like, that's kind of a weird sensation and flick it and, uh, <laughs> and say, guys, I, it's me, I'm back. I hit that thing in the knee with Flint. this hammer. If Velocio goes running to Flint, I'll put my arms out. I knew you Before Velocio reaches him. Flint, make a dexterity saving throw for me. No. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. That's a 24. Not fast enough. Shit. Piper slaps you in the face. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I grab my face and say, Ow! <laughs> did I see who did it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Piper? Piper? I think I probably deserve that. Um, yeah, you're damn right you did. Yes, okay. I can't believe you left. I got okay. You left me there all by myself. Yes, I had to were, go back home by myself. You weren't, and by now yourself. I had to come here and rescue you were their with asses. Dresden, you were with Maze Corps, and I left. I admit <sighs> that part, but well, it's, but yeah, you're here now. All I right, I get it. I realized through the help, guys. That's the guy on fire. He's on fire. It's Stony Millbrook. He's my childhood friend, and he made. I realized that even. If I was rich, if the world was over and I didn't have my friends, it wouldn't be worth it. Well, it's I'm good just, to see you. I'm just looking at you all after saying that. Um, I go up to Flint and I like, you know, like if you're going to get into a fight with someone, they kind of like push on your chest a little bit. And like they don't, not not a lot, but like they make you like maybe lose yeah. a little. So I do that to him and then I hug him. I feel a lot of tension right now. No, it's okay. I'm what like happened? my hands are t- my hands are pinned by my sides. Flos- I-, I thought you died. Dresden wanted to do a moment of silence. I said fuck that, and I ri- I got drunk, <clears throat> and then I wiggle away from Dres or wiggle away from Mace Corps. Now we I you were dead. Okay, we were in a turtle, it, it, and you died. And Flint, just shut up, you idiot. No, we're- okay. Okay, I'm glad you came back. All right. Hey, I got this hammer. No, it's. I like knew. A, it's, I knew you'd be back. I didn't. Knew. I didn't. I tell you guys he'd come back. Maybe you, I don't you, know you, if you, I did you, tell you that. I might have just. I might have just thought that. Dresden's gonna walk up to to Flint and he's gonna create a little fireball type thing in one hand and just kind of spin it around in his hand and then put a, the other hand on Flint's shoulder and say, Flint, 
never do that again. And then, and then, and then the fireball is gonna disappear. Your words are meaner, but you look nicer. Um, interesting. Uh, no, I'm not gonna do it again. Don't worry, I'm back. I'm like, it's like I'm here for like the ride. You know, like it's. Uh, so you guys split I, up. Well, in a yes, like I took some lich dust. It's a very long story. Gave it to the inventor. Uh, they tricked me in going to Green Hall. I clapped my hands. I stole the hammer. I ran away. I was going to sell it. Why do you... I don't know why. I, okay, it seems like you guys did this whole, like, army thing, and you were like, you, like, got it together. I, so. I just got here. Oh, well... I've been with Piper for a few days. Interesting. Okay. But we just got here, and... So, like, what's the plan? Is, like, is like Zargon here? Was that Zargon? Did we do it? Is he... Is he... Is he dead? Did we do it? I'm wondering the same thing, to be honest. Um, should I, like, take time to explain, or should I just say I explain the situation? And what's going on around <laughs> us? <laughs> well, it's semi-serious. Um, I don't know if I want to take, you know... Yeah, so, um, if you want to give, like, a quick overview to the people who weren't part of the planning, like, what the part of the operation is that you're in now and all that, that would be fine. Um, and I'm going to say that while your group catches up, um, Draxar and Mario and Jerry have moved on to join up with some other units that are uh, trying to kind of herd together and bring down the last of the undead creatures on this platform while you chat. Uh, so we're on the first platform here. Five hours later. And that's how we're going to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems... I, I gotta be honest, I, I don't have any other plans that I would come up with, so... I mean, what with the dragons, and then, like, you know, like, Dresden coming back, and the dwarves, and... You know, like, I told you that there's, like, a bunch of rogues coming here that, like, was in Deuce's Wild. I gotta... We, we gotta have a decent chance, right? The whole time, Felocio's just been there watching and listening. And then she turns to Dresden, and she says, How... How did you turn back into this because this isn't who you were when i went into that well in the no a, a lot has happened Felocio, and we can't we can't go through all of it now but just suffice it to say that all deals have been made and secured and there, there's no more needless killing i hmm <laughs> <laughs> a deals made with who or fulfilled with who? You know, Madarua, that whole thing. That's that's all that's all over now. As you're talking about that, suddenly a bunch of the horns of the various units in your army start to sound, and you hear cheering coming from the far end of the island, and it becomes apparent that you have successfully pushed back the forces of darkness off of the first island and secured the first gate. Yay! Hooray! That was awesome. Huzzah. I don't think the armies of the good would take a long rest at this point, mm -hmm. because the closer you get to the new moon, the stronger undead creatures and certain dark creatures will become, because there will be less and less light to contend with. Right. Um, so I think... If you all would like a short rest to mend yourselves or get anything back that you can get back during a short rest, that would be perfectly acceptable. Hey, um, mm -hmm. 
while you're short resting if there's anything you all want to discuss or if there's any NPCs that you would want to check in on. I'll say that not too many people were killed in this first wave on your side, which everyone feels very good about, although you're not sure exactly what it means. What it means that there's still a lot of people intact? Yeah, and that, like, you know, it didn't seem to take that much of a toll on your army to get to this point. And uh, we can see that, like, a large portion of these people are, like, dragonborn, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of dragonborn. And I would say that uh, the dragons, like the real dragons, have not returned. Mm -hmm. So there's a chance that whatever fight they're fighting is ongoing. Mm -hmm. But most... It like a cloud of bats, right? Yeah, Uh... several, like, million bats kind of overwhelmed them. They may have just, like, flown them off course, or perhaps they've been captured. You're not really sure. They haven't shown back up. But the uh, naval forces that you had, all of the ships that you had are still intact at the moment and at your disposal, Mm -hmm. should you decide to use those in some way for the second wave. Did any of the Deuces Wild, like, people show up to this fight? Good question. Like, was there, like, a caravan of them coming? Uh, Not yet. Not yet. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you beat them there, so sure. yeah, they're not there yet. Um, so I know there's some fresh water in a sink over on that side of the island. Long story, kind of, but uh, if anyone wants any fresh water to clean up or drink, there's some over here, and she's going to go over there and see if anyone comes along. I- I'll go, because I think Flint has to be like the whole ring thing, you know? I uh I think Dresden's gonna gonna go. Um but he'll be he'll be some distance behind behind Flint in case he decides to run again. That's right. <laughs> um I think May Score is gonna go survey the army and probably touch base with Lanira just on like next steps and like how to plan out the yeah. next move. Why don't we, yeah, let's have a little conversation with Mace Corn and Lanira, and we'll see where that goes. Um, so to find her, you go back toward the rear of the armies, and Lanira had been involved in the fighting, but Nim had not. And instead, he was sort of holding down the base camp along with some of the other elders of the army and on the side of good, including Gladys, who has now wheeled her tater tot cart out onto the first <laughs> island and is feeding the troops oh, and yeah. Gladys. Gladys Gladys is a, a witch after all and so she can constantly refill this thing magically so she gives yes. everyone tater tots which I'm going to give you uh, one d10 of your HP back for eating some sweet delicious tots Nice. we didn't get the tots yet oh um, I want tots eight. Oh yeah that was a good Ooh, good batch shit. that was a good batch of tots <laughs> uh, vintage, vintage tots. Uh, very heavy. A fine year, a fine year. They're like the ones that are super crispy yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lanier, there you are. You are you okay? Surprisingly, yes. I came through the battle unscathed, as did many of my fellow druids. How about you and your companions? Were you successful? Is everyone all right? Uh, everyone is all right. We lost, obviously, a few, but. Uh, losses were limited, and um, not only is Velocio alive, but Flint is back, too. Um, she gets a bit of a smile, like a slightly knowing smile on her face, and she says, Is that so? Fascinating. 
Who could possibly have seen that coming? I feel like you said something about this, but we didn't believe you. Seems like you know everything, huh? I don't know anything, to be frank, but the pool of knowledge has shared much with me over the years, and more with Nim, and it shared much with you and your companions as well, and at times it seems that Pan works in mysterious ways. He may show you a fate just so that you might try to avoid it, and in the end, by avoiding it, you end up fulfilling it. Fate is funny that way. Fate is funny, and I hope it's not going to be hilarious in the in the coming in the coming hours and days. May I ask you with your four companions reunited, are all four of the weapons present? Um I don't think Mesor got a look. At, I guess Felucia was carrying a sword, right? I was carrying flame blade, which was like a magical, a magical sword. sword. Um, um but I wouldn't know if that's actually the sword, right? I think you were just I, I can infer. Right. Um I'm wearing it if you were aware of it, if that makes sense. Should I should I do a check to see if I knew that the th- Like I was probably wearing it, but it depends if he Uh knows. yeah, give me a retroactive perception check. Eight. Nope. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Um you didn't notice whether she had it or not. Um and honestly it with the just in the heat of battle and, and all that, I don't think that it was this, the first thing on your mind. Well, Lanier, I, I think, I mean, at least three of them are here. I'm unsure about the sword, but Felicio did have this really cool sword. I just don't know if that's actually... I assume that she has it. So, to answer your question, yes. It seems like all four of the weapons might be here. Well, if that is the case, then we do have a chance. Perhaps we can end this once and for all this time. But we need to get to that volcano to end it all. And it seems like we need to at least make it one more island before maybe we can sneak past the third one. Yes. I... It seems that not everyone here is meant to face down a god. And I wouldn't even think that many of our allies are capable of such an act or would be helpful during such an act. And so what I propose is that all of our forces engage in combat on the next platform, and you and your companions, perhaps involved in the battle, perhaps hanging back a bit, you wait for your opening, and as soon as you can get through those gates, you try to make it to Zargon's throne. We can create a distraction, we can hold them off, and create a path for you as long as we can. But you may be right thinking that to sneak may be our best option. Do uh, do you think our forces can can, uh, hold enough for that second island before we start to take losses? That that is the question. As our scouts have reported, the beings and dark powers that lie on this second island will be even greater than what we faced on this initial space. The closer we get to Zargon, the more his power influences his his followers. And so we will find darkness and face fears on the next island that we have not yet fathomed. I think that we can, but it is unclear how quickly we will be able to push through. But the goal has to be to punch through just enough of an opening for you to make it onto that next bridge and to push forward. 
and to try and reach Zargon's throne undetected. I agree. I agree. Uh, we'll focus on creating a distraction so that hopefully we can, we, all the four of us can go through and well, no one, minimal being see us. I think we certainly have enough folks in our army who can create a distraction. And she looks in the direction of Jorma, who is having his two crocodiles do some sort of like jig dance over on the side <laughs> to entertain a group of the troops. I think at this point, uh, Felocio and Flint are like dragging this sink that's working towards the group of people to kind of share it with everyone. All right, yeah, you drag it into the middle of the plateau. Yeah. Everybody rehydrates, they feel and great. Felocio at one point is like, Oh yeah, that's my dad. That's Francis. Can Dresden get in on these tots? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you got some tots. Everybody yeah. that wants tots got them. Nine! Let's fucking go. There's a line, but you all wait in the line because yeah. it's worth it. Felosia wants to gather Lanira and Macecore and Flint and Dresden and whoever else needs to be there. Like the, the Yeah, I think Yeah, Maybe so Nim. I think um Nim is there. Um I think Branthos is there. Um, she has Francis there for sure. Yeah, Francis is there. Dean Spellgood. All of the higher-ups and the, uh, the respective leaders of the factions that have shown up here. So I think uh, the High Council has been called. And uh, rather than maybe doing a lot of this in character, uh, if you all want to talk a little bit like above board about your strategy... In the next phases, I think that would be a good idea. Just wanted to mention the thing about the rings. The the like we did we had, we had a conversation about the rings where I'm like, oh my god, like you did the thing. Like I I gave yeah, yeah. you a whole bunch of yeah. Why don't you play that conversation out? Actually, so we're like dragging good. the sink or something, right? Yeah, we're like dragging the sink. And I'm like Velocial, dude, the ring thing. Did it? I knew it worked. I knew it worked. So right when I was gonna steal the hammer, I was like, you know what? I gotta give this another chance because. I'm going to be really upset if I just like run away with this hammer to sell it and she's alive. So I did the ring thing and it didn't work. But then as soon as I, I bet, as soon as you came back, it like it, something happened because I, I felt it. I came back from the celestial planes and I just felt like it's warm, you know, yeah. like it uh -huh. spread through my fingers and up my uh -huh. arm. And I just, I was hurt. And then I felt really good. Uh huh. And the, okay. ri the ring was glowing, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Totally worked. I sent some what? back to you. No, let me get a, hang on. Let me get a better grist on this thing. What, what was the coolest plane you went to? Oh, man. This piece of moss is from this place called Licky Slicky. And there was... Huh. It, it's moss people and rat people. That one was cool. But then there was also... Oh, this bridge, and the bridge went on and on, and these ghost D people popped up, and they would ask me riddles. Huh. And I didn't know the answers, but Francis knew most of them, and, like, Francis is walking back next to Dresden or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Francis knew the answers huh. to the riddles, and then, oh, this guy, he said he knows everything about our life, and he's writing a book on all our lives. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but also creepy because he knew everything that went on in our life. Huh. Like each of us. That's weird. That's very strange. But I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're both back. I'm glad you're not dead. And the I'm rings glad work. that I decided to come back. The rings work. That'll come in in a pinch again, I'm sure. Uh, let's... 
<laughs> I'm moving the sink still. Yeah. Are we where or are we talking as a group or with the elders right now? So now I think after that, like everybody got called together, right? Yeah, I, unless there are any other like individual conversations that you all would want to have as you ca- as you're catching up, which I think, you know, as much time as we need for that stuff, that's fine because you never know which stage someone might not make it past at this point. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> do I need to have another conversation with Piper? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I do. I think you see. So okay, so I think you see Piper has acquired a set of armor and is carrying a spear. Over her back, and a sword at her side, and a little round silver shield. And yeah, she definitely seems to have leveled up in some ways since you left her. Um, She's not being... Listening to a lot of Andrew Tate videos. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but she's, she's... not been overly cold toward you after your initial conversations, but you haven't really had a chance to catch up with her yet. Yeah, well, I'll try and catch her and be like, Piper, th- this is some really shiny armor. You don't want me to like try and sell it for you, do I? You know, I can do that for you. I, 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 I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, ha ha! That's that's a no, good I one, know, Flint. I know, you know, I'm sorry. You, I, you're the only one out of. I, I feel like I really sort of brought Dresden and Macecore down. I was just so sad, you know? I I was worried about Felosiel being dead and, you know, like, the world ending because of everything, and I got kind of admittedly scared. I Yeah, well, I, I mean, I get it. Believe me, Flint, it's not... It's not like I'm not scared. I, I... I... I didn't even really ask to be involved in any of this. I wasn't even out there trying to get shiny things myself. I just kind of got wrapped up in it. But I guess fate's a fate's a son of a bitch sometimes. So I think that's right. And uh, you know, I just uh, I I couldn't I I just I couldn't leave my friends behind. You know, I just couldn't leave everyone to 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 face this on their own. So I I just I'm sorry I wasn't here sooner. But I think you probably knew I was always coming back. Well, I. I certainly had hoped, and it's really good to have you back. I just hope that we both make it through this, and maybe we could keep work on keep working on reminding you that there's more important things in this world than shiny things. But I mean, shiny. Okay, that is true. I get it. But there are some pretty like look, and I whip out the hammer. I'm like, look at this thing. This thing. I hit something in the knee, and it got struck by lightning. I'm not so sure I fully understand that this doesn't have lightning powers. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Uh I yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't really have anything that great, although I don't know if you saw this yet. She pulls out her sword. That's a good sword. That's a really good looking sword. Yeah, I, I got it at the Hermitage. I, I boy, I've had such a wild month. <laughs> I you know, a, a few Yeah, just a few short weeks ago I was just a bartender and I feel like I had good hearing, but that was really my only my only discernible quality at that point. Now you're like a, a, an armor-clad paladin wielding a sword that also has great hearing. Well, I don't know if I'd call myself a paladin, but I I certainly am going to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. That's that's my motto. Huh. A little worried. Always, but, but, yeah, I, it's yeah, no, it's it's being workshopped. 
True. Always stand up for those who can't stand up quite as good or as strongly for themselves, especially, especially when you've when got you've the got resources, resources and friends. friends. If I could, on three. I, uh, right. Okay. Fantastic. Piper, I'm glad you're here. We'd be in a lot of trouble if you weren't. Well, I knew you'd be back. I knew you'd be back, and I'm glad you're back. And let's just go and kick some ass, all right? That's right. And uh, I'm I'm gonna just give her like a a knowing nod, and then I'm gonna turn around and walk back towards where the higher up people. But I'm also gonna rummage through some of the dead bodies, not the not the good dead bodies, the bad dead bodies, to see if there's anything valuable. Uh, just kind of like tire kicking a little bit. Yeah, give me a little uh, investigation there. Let's see like if you find anything useful. <laughs> That's a 19 on investigation with a zero modifier. Pretty good. Oh, you have a zero on investigation? What uh-huh. the hell? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't find anything particularly useful, uh, as Keegan suggested. You mostly just find bones. Can there be a particularly shiny bone that I decide to pick uh, up? I'll anyway? give you this: you find one gold tooth. Yeah. Hell yeah! Yes, I'm gonna take out a little lockpick and just like pop it pop out it of out. the skull and <laughs> put that in my chest pocket. So the council is gathered, and it includes Ivy and Macecore and Droll to represent the Dragonborn armies. It includes. Branthos to represent the Northerners, and it includes Mama to represent the folks from the Horn. It includes Langford representing the Brotherhood. Uh, Cornerstone has an older Dwarven man who none of you recognize. So Flint, <laughs> you, ah, oh, damn it, I don't know. Like that's that's not a part that we've I dealt with. I wouldn't remember. Yet, so. I ran away when I, I ran away yeah, 180 I, years ago. Yeah, I don't shit. think you recognize him or under like you know you don't even draw the connection necessarily that that was your hometown right. or their sigil. Um, yeah, it has been 200 fucking years. So, <laughs> um, seven, so actually, you know what? No, screw it. Make me a history check. This is a game. Let's see. Let's do it. History check. That's a nine. Yeah, you don't remember your town's crest or anything, uh, although the fact that it is a dwarven, largely dwarven army that came from that region intrigues you, mm-hmm. uh, but it's sort of like a, I'll put a pin in it and come back to that later sure. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The four of you are there, Lanier is there, Nim is there, and Lanier has called this session to try to come up with a strategy divide up and make battle plans for the next stage of the war. Do any of you... Uh, she opens the floor for conversations and thoughts. Do any of you jump in? Felosio does. And Felosio Francis is there with you as well. Okay. Uh, I think before we make plans and move forward, which we should probably do pretty quickly, I have been plane jumping the last few weeks, I think. Where I'm from, they call that parachuting. <laughs> okay. I've been... Or skydiving. Um, no, not not um from the air, but like through different planes of existence. Flint takes out a piece of paper, he folds it in half and 
pokes his finger through. Yes. It's like, it's, didn't I do that before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like going through the paper instead of around it, Piper. Oh, right, right, right. I remember you told, wait, why am I even here? Should I be here? <laughs> yes, you should. You've got great hearing. Piper, you're staying. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm just going to keep to myself over here. Uh, anyway, um, the Francis, my father, and I have been going through celestial planes or different parts of the celestial plane or maybe some other planes. And the last one we came to, I received a scroll that has some pretty alarming news. Who gave it to you? Um, Clea? I'm going to look around to see if anybody else rela- reacts to that name, because I don't know it. Um, Lanira and Nim share a, a glance together. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I unroll the scroll, which I think it was kind of like tough leather or something. Yeah. And I read, Herein is the account of Arthur, historian of the Library of the Gods, the two rebels who once sought to overthrow the celestial plane and rule it have vanished. Madarua and Zargon were oft considered troublemakers by the elder gods, but their disappearance has now been noted. Apollo has conveyed that there was a dispute between the two young gods, and when Pangu stepped in to stop them, they stole his axe and used it to slice a rift and transport themselves off the celestial plane. Pangu reports that he managed to retrieve his axe from Zargon's hand just before they vanished. The axe was not meant to perform such dark magic and barely survived this heinous act. He says the plane they entered appeared to be dark. These young gods are so foolhardy. They seek powers that do not belong to them. Suspicions are mounting that the two of them are plotting to overthrow and enslave the beings of the material plane. Because they could not rule here, perhaps they have sought another realm to rule. Woe to the people whose lands they seek to occupy. Zargon is the conqueror, but Madarua is truly vindictive. Fears abound that she may enslave the entire people through her cunning as soon as Zargon paves her way. That's a good cutoff Fuck. point. God damn it, Dresden. I knew this was a bad <laughs> idea. I knew it when we were in the nightshade. I knew that this was bad. I knew that you did a bad thing. We never should have talked to that lady. We should have gotten a cab and we should have gone home. <laughs> damn. They're in cahoots. Well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now we can't trust Dresden. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for you next never know. Time.